for such a time as this. For such a time as this. And we're going to just read from Esther chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. And it says, And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are, are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. That was happening in the days of the captivity of, of Judah in Babylon. They were taken captive, and it was a time where the Babylonian Empire was a magnificent empire, stretched from India all the way through to Ethiopia. Powerful, powerful uh, kingdom. And the Jews were taken captive, as you know. They were taken there for 70 years. And it was during that time that this situation happened under King Xerxes, and, um, or his name is also Aeosurus. They're not quite sure which one it is, but the name Xerxes and Aeosurus is the same person. They believe. And he gave a big party in his palace. And uh, when they all, uh, were all drunk and celebrating, he called for Vashti, his queen, to come and parade in front of all his friends to show how beautiful she was. But she said no. And that was the end of Vashti. <laughs> she vanished. <laughs> So Vashti was not accepted, and uh, the king wanted another queen. And, but you know, there's something magnificent about this story. Somehow, we don't quite understand how it works, but God works in mysterious ways. And Esther, this young Jewish girl, was chosen to be the queen. I'm not going to go into the whole story this morning, but the fact of the matter is, when God wants to do something, he sets things up in your life and in my life that you won't even understand. He'll put together circumstances. He'll put together people into your circumstances that when you look at it behind, uh, looking backwards, you'll say, my I didn't know that God was doing something in, for me and uh, for my situation. Because God goes ahead of you. If you're a child of God, if you're in the plan of God, no stress. Come on. No stress. 
You're a person. You love God. You serve God. You worship God. You think God's going to abandon you? <laughs> no way. No way does he abandon us. And so he took her place. He, he made a, 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 a wonderful, situ a, a bad situation for Vashti, but wonderful for Esther, because she would become a liberator and a savior of the nation of, of Judah at that time. We know the whole story, and for those of you that don't uh, really know the background to this story, that um, she, uh, this, this man, Haman, was uh, the king's uh, counselor and chancellor. That was King Ahasuerus, his chancellor. And he had decided in his heart that he was going to get rid of the Jews. Like many others, even Hitler, they tried to destroy and annihilate the Jews, but you can't do that with God's people. You can take some out, you will do some damage, but I'll tell you what, you'll be damaged even more. And so God set something wonderful up, and um, that Esther goes in there, and Mordecai gets to hear that Haman wants to destroy the Jews. And so he lets uh, um, Esther know that uh, uh, this is the plan of Haman. Haman wants to destroy the Jews from India all the way to Ethiopia. Not one was to, be, to remain. And he set out letters uh, to, to um, set up a certain date. And this feast uh, that the Jews keep is called the Purim feast. Pur means a lot, cast lots. And so this man was casting lots concerning the Jews, trying to uh, use witchcraft to uh, set, set them up for a day of destruction. But I'll tell you what, when God works for you, no witchcraft can stand. You can pour as much as you want to. <laughs> you can, you can uh, do whatever you want to. If it's not godly, it's not going to stand. And so uh, we know this wonderful story how that the situation is turned around. And uh, Haman uh, is, is, uh, is, is so humiliated. And uh, the eventual outcome of this whole story is simply this. Haman made a gallows for Mordecai. And you know the story that they, the, 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 the Haman had made his own gallows. And he was hung upon that gallows. And the whole uh, nation of Israel was saved because Queen Esther was bold enough. She said, I'm going to go into his presence, but you guys... You've got to fast and you've got to pray for three days. And they did that. They did exactly that. And as she came into the entrance, the king saw her and, and bid her to come forward. And she pleaded for the lives of the Jews uh, of that time. What a wonderful story that she's able to say to the king, King, this, is, this has been planned by him and he wants to destroy us as a nation. And the king turned the whole situation around. Haman was then uh, um, strung up and all his, his ten sons and many thousands of men that had started to plot against the Jews were destroyed. For such a time as this, she came into the kingdom. For such a time as that. And I uh, am, am uh, surely, you know, just so um, moved by um, uh, this story as I, as I was thinking about West Yorkshire as I was thinking about the United Kingdom, uh, I just feel that God is doing something new 
is, is, is putting people in place in West Yorkshire, in the United Kingdom, in Scotland, everywhere, to turn the situation around so that the kingdom of God can come back mightily and powerfully. And I want to encourage you today. Um, uh, you know, uh, the plans and the work of God cannot be orchestrated by man. We can't orchestrate it. But we have a sense of what God wants to do. And uh, a lot of us have got a sense in our heart that God wants to bring a revival into the nation. And so we are praying. We're not just the only ones praying. We're not the only ones fasting. We believe that God is doing something. And uh, he's bringing uh, a situation into this land that is going to be wonderful and powerful. The best we can do is to be available and willing to flow with God. Um, and that is what Esther did. She said, I'm going to go and fast and I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God to make a way for me to get to see the king. And I'm saying that God is going to make a way. He's going to make a way for us to see, to see those that are in power, those that are ruling the nation. Somehow, somehow, Lord, do it for us. Do it for us. That we will touch people in high places. That God will open the door for, for men and women, leaders in the nation, to turn the situation around in the UK. The UK is in, bad, is in bad shape. I can tell you that much. Fasting and prayer enables us to line up with God's plans. I believe in women's ministry. Thank you for that. That's not good enough. I believe in women's ministry. <laughs> Do you know that there are 4 billion women on the planet? You didn't know that. Well, now you know it. That's half the population of the world are females. And so what I'm saying to you is women, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> they say, oh, a woman mustn't be in ministry. Women mustn't teach. Let me tell you, go and teach. <laughs> go and preach. Do what God has called you to do. Four billion women are waiting for you. Come on. Four billion women that need God. Young girls, young boys, young women. Come on. And so we are saying, God is going to do something. And he's going to use women. He's going to raise up the Esthers. <laughs> Amen. He's going to raise up Esthers. Women that are strong. They're going to stand up and say, if I perish, I perish. <laughs> but I'm saying, you're not going to perish. <laughs> you're going to preach. Amen. Speak it out. Live it out for God. We're going to see an amazing thing happen. And so I say, I believe in women's ministry. And um, I believe that God has used women throughout the scriptures. We get to Judges chapter 5, 12 to 21. Deborah. You've heard of Deborah? Oh, what a judge. She was a judge in Israel. She was a prophetess. She had a special tree just outside the city where she lived. People used to come in and out and ask her for judgment. And uh, Deborah gave them a good word. A timely word, a, ti a word in season. She was powerful. She was the judge in Israel at that time. 
And um, the whole thing is that uh, she got fed up with the Canaanite king, King Jabin. He had uh, started to persecute the Jews again. They always come in under, uh, under, uh, under persecution. Do you know that in those days, if someone wanted to go and draw water from the well, the young men, the young Canaanites used to stand there with their bows and arrows to see if they can hit the people coming to the wells. And so she writes about that in, in a poem, and um, she just got fed up with it. Ladies, get fed up. <laughs> get fed up with, with bad stuff. Get, uh, get an attitude. Get an attitude. Get an attitude. Don't settle for something that touches your children. Something ugly that comes against the family of God. Get fed up with it. Speak against it. Rise against it. So Deborah meets a young man that, that is, is part of the, 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 the men's group. <laughs> His name is Balak. She says, Balak, it's time to take on King Jabin. Now what he says to her, unless you go with me, I ain't going. <laughs> Jabin, <laughs> it's time for you to take up the sword and get to destroy this king. He says, <laughs> Deborah, I'm not going without you. Well, you know what she says to him? Well, it's going to be said that uh, a woman <laughs> will, will take the glory for, uh, for, for, for taking uh, um, King Javan out. And uh, so the whole, the whole thing is that eventually uh, Balak uh, gathers 10,000 men and they go to the, the Mount uh, Tabor and they there gathered uh, to, to fight against this King Jabin. Jabin had a man called Sisera. He was a general, a wicked man. And Sisera had 900 chariots. And in those days, the chariots were not friendly chariots. They had big swords on the side, and they would just ride into, into masses of people and destroy them. The amazing thing is this, in those days, there wasn't a sword to be found amongst the children of Israel. So they go up onto the mountain and they have to trust God. You see, the weapons of our warfare are really not carnal. They are mighty through God, even to the pulling down of strongholds. And so he, uh, uh, Deborah calls all the different tribes to send people to come and take on King Jabin and Sisera. And so on that particular day, they up on the mountain and, Jay and uh, uh, Sisera comes with his big chariots and the dust is flying. But you know what he didn't count on? God sent a mighty storm. <laughs> Be quiet. God can send storms. Those chariots got stuck in the mud. The river came and washed them away. And then the Israelites came and took their swords and they destroyed all of them. And there was a great, wonderful victory for the children of Israel. And Deborah served as, a, as, a, as, a, as an elder in, uh, uh, in, uh, as a, and as a leader over the children of Israel for 45 years. 
What an amazing woman of God. Amen? But listen to this. They sing a song. And um, it's uh, chapter 5, verses 12 through. And I'll just read some of it because I want to take some lessons out of this. Awake, awake, Deborah. This is uh, the song that she is singing. Awake, awake, sing a song. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away, O son of Abinoan. Then the survivors came down, the people against the nobles. The Lord came down for me against the mighty. From Ephraim were those whose roots were in Amalek. After you, Benjamin, with your peoples, from Mashir, rulers came down. So these are the Benjamites. They sent people to come and stand uh, uh, to get to Mount Tabor to go and fight. From Ashir, rulers came. From Ashir. And from Zebulun, those who bear the recruiter's staff. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah. The Issacharites, sent, they sent people. As Issachar, so was Barak, sent into the valley under his command. Now listen to this. But, but, among the divisions of Reuben, there were great resolves of heart. The Reubenites didn't get involved. They watched from the outside. Why did you sit among the sheepfolds? They were watching the sheep while the men were fighting on Mount Tabor. Isn't that sad? We'll watch our sheep because we don't quite believe that this woman is going to get us a victory yet today. To hear the pipings of the flocks, the divisions of Reuben have great searchings of heart. She says to them, you Reubenites, you need to look inside what you made of. That is a challenge for all of us men. What is inside of us that when God challenges us, we're going to get up, we're going to go and fight, we're going to go and preach, we're going to go and give the gospel. We need to search our hearts and say, Lord, what is inside you? Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan. And why did Dan remain on ships? They watched their ships. Asher continued at the seashore and stayed by his inlets. Zebulun is a people who jeopardized their lives to the point of death. If I die, I die. <laughs> if I perish, I perish. But I'm going to trust God to do it. Will Yorkshire be saved? Uh, uh, we're not sure. We are sure. We want to see Yorkshire saved. We want to see West Yorkshire saved. We want to see the UK come to a new knowledge, a new time in this, this, this nation's history. Amen. Don't sit at home and mope and grope. Let's get up. Let's do something about the situations. Natphilai also on the heights of the battlefield. The kings came and fought. Then the kings of Canaan fought in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no spoils of silver. They fought from the heavens. The stars from their courses fought against Sisera. The torrent, the torrent of Kishon swept them away. That ancient torrent, the torrent of Kishon, O oh my soul, march on in strength. Fantastic. You know what happened? That old General Sisera, he got stuck in the mud. He couldn't ride, couldn't ride home. 
and uh, he, he started to run away from the battle. And he, uh, he ran to a tent. And there was a lady called JL, and she said, please come in. <laughs> please come in. <laughs> and she gave him some milk and water, and as he put his head down, she took a peg and drove it right through his temple. So there were two women, <laughs> Deborah and JL. You see, you can be brave for God, women. Amen? Don't be afraid to use the hammer. Come on. Don't be afraid to use the hammer. Amen? I want to inspire you today to become mighty for God. Amen? Mother Teresa, she was invited to go to a city. And they said, uh, we need your help. We don't know what to do here. And so I think she flew into the city and um, they showed her around all these guys, you know, they were waiting for uh, a special word from Mother Teresa, how they could meet the needs of the poor. And then they said to her, well, what do you propose we do? And so she walked to the back of the house or the, the rooms. She took a broom and she came out and she started sweeping the yard. And they said, well, what are you doing? She says, I'm starting to fix it. Amen? I'm starting to fix it with a broom in my hand. Amen? What do you find in your hand? Use it. It might just be a very unsubstantial thing in the, in the sight of men and women. But you know, when you make a start, you make a start. Amen? You make a start and you keep going. Keep going, Natasha. <laughs> you keep going. Amen? Corrie yeah. Ten Boom saved the lives of many people in the last world war. A woman. Glory to God. Maria Woodworth Etta. Signs and wonders in the late 1800s. Wow. A woman. Come on. There's nothing wrong with you guys. Ladies. <laughs> Not guys. <laughs> Amen? The anointing falls. The blessing of God comes. The preaching flows. Just move with God. Catherine Kuhlman. Who can deny what Catherine Kuhlman did in the 50s, 40s, 50s? Wow. Women of God stood up and were mighty for the Lord. Amen? It's your day, ladies. I'm announcing it. <laughs> Boldly. Boldly. So all the men are looking very sheepish. <laughs> Don't. Your day is coming. Greta Thunberg. You know, you've heard of Greta Thunberg. The thundering little girl, you know. She <laughs> makes a big noise at COP26. You know what her gospel is? Let's save the environment. I say, ladies, you've got a better gospel to me message than that. Millions and millions of pounds and dollars goes because this little girl cries and says, Oh, let's save the world. Let's save the world. I say, let's save the people of the world. <laughs> Ladies, what is happening in the world? They're using women. They're using women to pull at the heartstrings of the men that carry heaps of dollars. But I tell you what, when we touch the heart of God, it's not dollars that's going to make it. It's the anointing of God that's going to bring the salvation of the world. Amen? Do it.
do it. Look and you will see it is women that lead all the anti-establishment organizations. Have a look at it. Very carefully, I've looked at it. Every organization that is anti-this, anti-that, women are leading it. It's a Jezebel spirit. It's a time of Jezebel where she stands up and says, kill the children, destroy the nation. But I have confidence in the people of God, the children of God, the women of God, that they're going to stand up. Amen? There's a woman called Andrea Williams, Christian Concern. What a champion for the truth. She's in this nation. She's a, uh, I tell you what, oh, I just see if, 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 if hundreds of those, that type of women stand up in this nation, what a change it's going to bring. Yeah, she's a barrister. Yeah, she's not empty head. <laughs> she's not just hallelujah. She's got something in the spirit, that girl. And she's got chutzpah. She's got guts for God. Lovely. Lovely to see it. For such a time as this, you were born, ladies. So take your place. And I speak to Natasha. You take your place. Amen. Hallelujah. I see Benju's not here. I was going to say, yeah, but I'll still say it. So Benju. Benjamin. Nepal is waiting. <laughs> do it. Whatever it is, do it. UK is in a state, a terrible state. And it's not because the women have failed. It's because the men have failed. So men, like Superman, take off. <laughs> Let the big ass show. Amen. <laughs> by the power of the Spirit. Not by might, but by His Spirit, says the Lord. Men, let's do it. God has created you with gifts, with talents, and abilities for these days that we are on the planet. And I'm saying to all the men, pursue the giving of God. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. Pursue the giving of God. People are often saying, oh, that I could have lived in biblical times. I've got good news for you. You are in biblical times. <laughs> These are biblical days. Amen. You're living in biblical days. These are the days that God has called you to be a man. That God has called you to be a woman of God. For such a time as this, you are called. The atmosphere is the time of the end. You are living in the time of the end. You need to get that in your heart. You are living in the time of the end, brethren. These are the days of Elijah. We think it is just a happy sing-song. These are the days of Elijah declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. These are the days of trials, of famine and darkness and sword. So we are the voice in the desert crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And these are the days of the harvest. The fields are white and in the world and we are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the Lord. Oh, we sing it so nicely. 
But I'm telling you, you're living in prophetic times. And I want you to get that into your heart this morning. You are so in the middle of prophetic days. So what we need to do is to really dive in there and take hold of the promises of God, men. Let's take hold of the promises of God. Let's take hold of our wives, our, our, our partners in God. And let's cause a stir. Let's cause a stir, a holy stir, that people will recognize that something good is happening. We, we can't just sing all these songs. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then do nothing. <laughs> there has to be something that happens in your heart. Something has to happen. Truth has to hit you. Deep in your soul, in your spirit. That it gives you, not nightmares, <laughs> but dreams. <laughs> dreams from God. See yourself as a man of God. Walk as a man of God. Speak as a man of God. The nicety of the song has got nothing to do with the reality of the song. And so when we start to sing, let's sing and get the reality of it all. The ancient scrolls are being fulfilled. We say the Bible, but you know what it is? It's the scrolls from Genesis to Revelation. God is unfolding. Here we are right at the end now. The revelation is starting to, to unfold. Starting to unfold. Let's take hold of it. Rise up. From creation to revelation and beyond, it is written. Jezebel's voice goes across the world. Baal worship. Sickening, sad, but it's happening. We've started to teach on a Thursday evening here. The measure of a man, man of God. And I want every man in this church to get hold of that. The ladies are doing the, the challenge of a woman. The challenged woman and the measure of a man together. <laughs> yeah, because there's truth in all of this. The man of God above reproach, temperate man, a prudent man, a respectable man, a hospitable man, able to teach, not given to booze, I mean, not given to wine, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not a striker, a fighter, uncontentious, gentle, free from the love of money, one who manages his household well, a good reputation with those outside the church, loves what is good and just, a devout man. Wow. Come on, raise your hand, hands, men. <laughs> hands, men. <laughs> this is you. <laughs> this is you. The potential of a man of God. All those things, because the Holy Ghost has come to live within your heart. God has called you. He's calling you. He's calling you to stand up. A leader is to be a man of God. A leader in the church. That's what Paul writes to, to Timothy. 
and to Titus. He says, to be a man of God, this is what you need to be. All those 20, 20 outstanding uh, pointers to a man of God. If a man's going to lead, he needs to be this. But listen to this. A man of God does not need to be a leader. And so often guys just say, oh, well, they are the care pastors. They can do that. No, no. We are all pastors. In a sense, we are. We are all caring people. We are all called to be men of God, women of God, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. A man of God does not need to be a leader. He can be part of a team. But oh, when we look at what God is raising up now, I believe it's, uh, it's going to change the world. It's going to change the UK. Our son has just been to the United States. He was to fly in this week, as you know. They've just started a church there. First meeting, 30 people. Already launching Acts Christian Church in, in the US. Back home, they're starting uh, churches all over. The Lord has challenged uh, Peter to start 70 churches. I mean, that is just, just amazing. And if, if, if you see the budgets, you just say, well, Lord, you're going to do it. Amen? We want to start something across the way here. Do you know that? Hallelujah. And we don't need small pounds. We need big ones. We need long ones. <laughs> When I start a, 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 a ministry across the way, we look after the sick and the needy, get the homes going for the women, for the young people, start a new, a new mindset. We want to get out of this parliamentary mindset that has destroyed the nation. We want to start the kingdom mindset. Say, God, come and do it. I, I, I just feel so, God, raise up men. Help us to raise up men in this time. I'm going to just close with this. A young man went for a job interview and um, was all nicely dressed and handsome man, sat down opposite the director and the man interviewed him, and he said, um, oh, and what did, what did your father do? He says, oh, my father was a blacksmith, and um, he put you through college? He says, yes, he put me through college. He said, wow, you've got a wonderful dad. And uh, he said to, to the young man, um, have you ever washed your dad's hands? He said, no. He said, well, I want you to go home and wash your dad's hands. And when you've done that, just phone again, come in and I'll interview you again. And so the young man went home and he said, Dad, I want to wash your hands. <laughs> so my dad felt very awkward. He said, um, Okay, you can wash my hands. And so the young man took his dad's hands in his hands, and they went to the tub, and he washed his hands. 
And then suddenly he felt the calluses and the scars. These are the scars and the calluses that put his son through college. And he started to cry. And so we went back for the interview. And he says, sir, I washed my dad's hands. And he started to weep. He said, it was my dad that put me through college. And it is the scars on his hands that paid for my schooling. He says, I want to be like my dad. And the man said, you've got the job. You've got the job. I'm saying, saying to all of us, let's take each other's hands for such a time as this. Let's feel the scars of those that take the gospel. Let's go and wash each other's hands and each other's feet. Let's build a team of people that understand the cost of the gospel. A man of God has got such, he's got all those wonderful attributes working in his heart. He's worked through stuff. Women of God have worked through stuff. Worked through issues of life. When a man is on the street preaching the gospel, he gets many scars. People that work in the work of God, many scars. And I'm saying, come, let me hold your hands. Let me feel. Not just the hands, the, the, the outward hands, but the hands of your heart. Let me feel the hands of your soul and your spirit. Let me enter into your heart. Let's enter into each other's hearts. Let's enter into the hearts of the other denominational men that are also calling out to God. Let's hold hands. Let's wash hands. Let's wash feet. Let's form a great army of washers. Amen. Men and women that would stand together. Strong women, strong men, strong men, strong women, strong families, strong children. It's time. It's time. What a team we can be when we get to grips with what's in our hearts. I want to search your heart. I want to discover you. And I trust you want to discover me. When we find each other, we'll find the lost, we'll find the broken, we'll find the bruised. Share love, share life. I want to see that gospel truck, that bus get on the road in the UK. Nathan, evangelist. <laughs> I want to see that happen. Amen? I want to see that. Natasha, we want to see that woman's home. Amen? We want to wash hands together. 
hearts together, Nathan. Yeah. Discover each other. Discover what's in the heart. You see, we're not here just to glorify an axe church. We are here to build a people of God that build teams, that work with teams, that stand with other denominations also that love God. Away with all this, my work and my this and my that, his work, his kingdom, his glory, his honor. Brethren, it's time. It's time. For such a time as this, if we say we perish, we perish. My, it's, it's just very sad what has happened in this nation. Whew. This Jezebel spirit has caused heaps of issues in this nation. When your queen came to be queen, 1953, she said, I will follow the laws of God and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But since that time, hell has broken loose on the United Kingdom. It's the sex revolution that has done most of the damage here, together with alcohol, drugs, to such a point now in the nation where really there are multitudes, multitudes of broken people. We say we've had enough. We've had enough. You know, the COVID deaths, I just looked up some stats. 127,000 people died. That was about three months ago, I think. And the average age of the person that, was, that, uh, that, that, that passed away was 84 years. 84 years old. That was the average of all the COVID deaths. And yet, in the same time, 241,000 abortions have taken place in this nation. Average age, 10 weeks. Jezebel said they won't live. They want God's image to rise up. I'm saying we're going to let the image of God get big and strong and powerful. Amen. Do it. Ladies, do it. Men, do it. Do you know how many abortions have taken place in the nation? 9.5 million since they, and it, it really is still illegal, if I might tell you. But it has done 9.5 million abortions over the last 20, 30 years. It's very sad, isn't it? That all those people that were brought, those children, could have taken their place in the nation and been very successful, beautiful people. Well, those are the stats. But we're going to bring new stats into this nation. We're going to see revival come. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to see ministries rise up here. We've had the start today of 
people appointed pastoral position, evangelistic position. But it's, it's, it's the start. It's the start of much that is to come. Amen. I want you to pray for us also, for Pastor Lily and I, and our team, <laughs> and our teams, <laughs> because we want to see something wonderful launch into the nation. Amen. We're going to need a lot of energy, a lot of, lot of trust in God. But we are all part of it. We're all part of it. Amen. Amen. Let us stand. Thank you, Lord. Father, it's for such a time as this that you've called us, and we, we want to take our place. We feel this morning that we come into your presence in the name of Jesus right now. We say, Lord, search our hearts. Help us to link our hearts and our minds, to link everything we have, into the body of Christ, because that's what we are, one body, many members, different functions. But Father, enable us to take our place, whatever it is, however small it is, however large it is. Father, anoint every person here today in Jesus' name to take their place for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord. I pray for every person under the sound of my voice this morning, Father, that they will sense the urgency of the moment, the urgency of the times that we live in. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, empower your church to rise up and to be what you've called it to be, the body of Christ full of the word of God, the sword of the Spirit. Do it for us, Lord. Enable us as we open our hearts, as we wash our hearts together. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, make us a mighty, powerful, bold body of believers in Bradford. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.